the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord and welcome to the program. You are listening to the Gypsy Christian Hour. I'm your host, Sam Nicholas, and I'll be with you for the next hour. We're a live program. We are here in the station here at Glen, in Glendale. And we're, like I said, we're a live program. And we'll be with you for the next hour. We'll be taking your calls, praying for your prayer requests, answering questions, and hopefully getting to our study. And we'll be doing, we'll be talking about Mark. Uh, chapter 6 tonight, so get out your Bibles and get ready for the study. But before we do anything, let's let's go to our Father in prayer. Let's seek God in prayer and just ask that the Holy Spirit would take over. We want His power. We want His strength. We want the truth from His mouth. So, Lord, we thank You. We praise You. We give You honor and glory. And, Holy Spirit, You are welcome in this place. You are welcome in our homes, in our cars, wherever we are, Lord, you meet us right where we're at. Lord, I pray that you would fill this radio station, Lord, with your presence, that the power of God would be here, Mascara Mendi, and that the power of God would be, Lord, that, that would, would be in every place where people are listening right now to, to this station. That's what we desire, that your perfect will would be accomplished tonight, Lord through this program, that you would use this next hour for your purpose, for your plan. Lord, that your perfect will would be accomplished tonight. In Jesus' name, Holy Spirit, take over. Amen. Amen. Well, again, welcome to the program. You're listening to the Gypsy Christian Hour. This is a live program, and we're in studio, ready to take your call. So if you have a prayer request, if there's something you want to bring before the Lord tonight in prayer, I encourage you to call in. If you have a Bible question, a question about Christianity, a question about doctrine, theology, whatever is on your mind tonight, we want to talk to you and, and, and hopefully answer your question through the Word of God, because the, the answer to your question is in the Bible. So the, the number is 1-888-995-5552. That's 1-888-995-5552 for the live on-the-air calls. Like I said, this is a live program. We're here we're, 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 we're waiting to talk to you. We're waiting to, to, to take your calls. So call in tonight with your prayer requests. I mean, the Bible tells us to come to the Lord in prayer, to seek him in prayer. In 1 John 5.14 it says, This is the confidence which we have before him, that if we ask. And they, I, I think the, the, the thing here is, if we ask, 
You know, James says, you have not because you ask not. So this is the confidence that we can have before him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us, and if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests which we have asked from him. You can have that confidence tonight, but the confidence comes from when you ask, when you seek. You know, when you ask, when you seek, when you knock on that door, he's going to open the door and answer your prayer, answer your request. So have that confidence that you can call tonight and that we can seek the Lord in prayer. You know, the Bible says in Jeremiah twenty nine twelve, when when we seek him with all our heart, we will find him. And he declare, it says, I will be found of you, declares the Lord. So call in tonight. The number is one eight eight eight. Nine nine five 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 two. That's one eight 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 nine nine five 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 two for the live on your calls for your prayer requests, Bible questions, testimonies. You know whatever's on your mind tonight. Give us a call and let's seek the Lord on your behalf. Let's seek the Lord on the behalf of your loved ones. So if you know somebody who needs prayer, who's in the hospital, who's suffering, who's sick, let's stand in the gap and seek the Lord on their behalf. The number is one eight 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 nine nine five 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 two. That's one eight 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 nine nine five fifty five fifty two for the live on air calls. Uh, I want to remind you that every Friday night we get together for prayer and worship. We were together just uh, last night uh, seeking the Lord in prayer, seeking the Lord in worship, just bringing our requests before the Lord just coming into his presence and just just worshiping God. So I just want to encourage you, if you're looking some, you know, for somewhere to worship, if you're looking for somewhere to, to come before the Lord, if you have a desire to worship, to praise God, you know, uh, Friday nights we get together at 8, 8 o'clock. That's 8 p.m. So come out to, to Arcadia. I invite you to come and worship with us uh, in Arcadia on Friday nights. The address is 805 North 1st Avenue. That's 805 North 1st Avenue in the city of Arcadia. Every Friday night at 8 p.m., we get together for prayer. We get together for worship. You know, we're, we're doing a, a course, a 16-week Bible study. Uh, we're in the Gospel of Mark. So, you know, we're going to be in the seventh chapter of Mark next week. So come on out and worship with us. Come out and study the Word with us over in, in Arcadia. The, the address is 805 North 1st Avenue in the city of Arcadia, 8 o'clock uh, Friday nights. Also, uh, there's church uh, church in the morning on Sunday mornings. We get together for, for church service at 10 a.m. Again, it's the Hills Church in Arcadia at 805 North 1st Avenue. Uh, pastor Walter Hofflin is the pastor there. So it's uh, the LA Gypsy Church on Friday nights and the Hills Church on Sunday mornings. So come out and worship Sunday mornings with us at 10 a.m. and also Friday nights at 8 p.m. Let's go to our first call, and we're going to talk to Eric. Hi, Eric. You're on the air. How can we help you tonight? Hello, Eric. Hi, Sam. Hi. How can we help you tonight? Sam, I have a question. What did Jesus mean when he said, not everyone who calls me Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father. What is the will of the Father? Well, the will of the Father, well, here, here's the thing. 
these people came, you know, they came to Jesus and they said, Lord, Lord. And he says, not, you know, not everyone who calls, says, Lord, Lord. But what were they doing? He says, we were preaching in your name. We were casting out demons. We were healing in your name. And he says, I never knew you. He, the, the emphasis there is, I never knew you. They never had a relationship with Christ. They'd never really given their life to Christ. They weren't doing what they were doing for the sake of God's kingdom. They were doing what they were doing with their own, for their own motives, with their own reasons. Uh, so they, they were living in sin? Well, um, I don't know if they were. Well, I don't know if they were living in sin, but they never had. A, they must have been living in sin because they never had a relationship with Christ. They were never truly forgiven for for their sins. They were never truly in a love relationship with Christ. He says, "I never knew you." So, what does that mean? I never knew you. They were never in a relationship with Christ. They never come to Christ and surrendered their life to Christ. They they never. You know, Jesus said in. Uh, in John 17, this is eternal life, to know the one true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. So, But they never knew him. They never came into a relationship with him. You see, it's not about, you know, it's not about getting baptized and it's not about the sinner's prayer. It's about coming into a relationship. It's about being born again. These people were never born again. That's the bottom line. These people were never born again. They never came into a relationship with Jesus Christ. They never surrendered their life to him. They were going forth in their own motives. You know, I would encourage you to to, to read that that same scripture. Read it Uh in the Message Bible and notice what it says. It says, you were doing your own thing. You were doing your own thing. You weren't doing it for me. You were doing your own thing. So, you know, try and read that in the Message Bible. Get a couple of versions. Read it. But the, the main uh, emphasis is they had no relationship. He says, uh, I never knew you. They were never in a relationship with, with Christ. But if you believe in Romans 10.9, are you saved and will you go to heaven or no? Well, here's the thing. It says in Romans 10.9 that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ was raised from the dead, you shall be saved. Now, yes. uh, uh, it's telling you that if you believe and if uh-huh. you confess, okay? Yes. But is the emphasis uh, on just believing and confessing? The emphasis is if you do those things, you should be born again. You know, Jesus said the requirement for going to heaven, the requirement for being in God's kingdom is being born again. And confessing and, and believing is part of being born again. You know, uh-huh. Does that make sense, Eric? You know, it's, I was baptized when I was five years old. I okay, was but, 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 but baptism at five years old doesn't make a difference. That's not going to uh-huh. save you. Baptism at being five years old is not going to save you. Even at five years old, did you, did you tell your mother and father that you wanted to get baptized when you were five years old? They probably made that decision for you. They've made that decision for me, yes. They did. So how could you, how could you give your life to Christ? How could you desire to be born again at five years old? That didn't make a difference. The difference was made when you made a choice for Christ. When you came yeah. to Christ yourself and you said, Jesus, I want to have a relationship with you. I want to give my life to you. I, I want you to forgive my sins that I would be born again, that I would be in your kingdom. That's what yeah. makes the difference, Eric. When you give your life to Christ, and when you ask him uh, for forgiveness, when you desire to have that born-again relationship with him. I see. Okay? So... I don't know if I have the Holy Spirit in me or not. If you have received Christ, if you've been born again, you have received the Holy Spirit. All those who come to Christ, all those who seek salvation, He gives 
uh, the Holy Spirit. The he, Holy Spirit, yeah. The Holy Spirit is living in you. You know, when you get convicted of sin, that's the Holy Spirit, you know, convicting you of sin and telling you to come back to the Lord, to ask for forgiveness. You know, he's, he's, he's living in you, he's leading you, he's guiding you. You know, all those who come to Christ, all those who are born again, have the Holy Spirit living wow. within them. And the demons cannot oppress us or depress us, right? No, they cannot. They cannot influ- they influence you in that way. They can't cause you to be depressed. They can't make you depressed. They can't Thank do you. anything physically to you. You know, they can uh, tempt you. They can bring things your way. But you have the power to withstand every temptation through the power of the Holy Spirit who's living in you. Okay. Okay, Eric. Okay, I read my I read my Bible and I pray and I go to church. Well, that's that's and awesome. A, and I'm a believer. I believe I'm a believer. Well, with pra- my family. Praise the Lord. Well, you keep on yes. keep on believing. Keep on walking with the Lord. Keep on going to the church and reading your Bible yes. and praying because that's the Christian walk. That's part of the Christian walk. Amen. And these demonic voices are telling me we're going to oppress you, depress no, you. No, you, you, you cast them out. You reject them in the name of Jesus. Yes. You, you tell them they have no power over you, and they're liars. Okay, they're liars. Okay. Okay, thank you, Sammy. God, God bless you, Eric. Uh, okay, bye-bye. Good, good night. night. Good night. Well, if you'd like to call in tonight, if you have a question like Eric, or if you have a prayer request, if there's something you want to bring before the Lord, then I would uh, encourage you. Call in tonight. The number is one eight eight eight. Nine nine five 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 two. That's one eight 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 nine nine five 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 two for the live on the air calls. You know, I was telling you about our meetings uh, uh, Friday nights uh, in in Arcadia and church on Sunday mornings. But I also want to mention to you that uh, this this program is on podcast. Uh, uh, many people don't stay up this late, and uh, they don't get a chance to to, to hear the program. And sometimes you miss a program, but if you'd like to catch up uh, uh, and listen to the previous programs, or if you'd like to share this program with somebody, say, hey, listen, I was listening to the Gypsy Christian Hour last night, and yeah, I think you should li- I'd appreciate it you know, if you'd listen. So why don't you share this program? Be a part of this ministry. Share this program with somebody. Catch up with other programs that you've missed. You can go to kkla.com uh, and look for our podcast page. And you'll see us uh, as you scroll down the podcast page, and you can listen to the programs. There's over 50 archive programs already. So I encourage you, uh, you know, share the program with somebody, catch up with other programs uh, that you've missed at kkla.com, and look for the podcast page. Also, you can download the KKLA app. You know, uh, there's a, it's a free app, and there's a lot of great things here at KKLA on their website and uh, podcast page. You can listen to all the programs here on live on your uh, uh, iPhone, uh, your smartphone, I, I, iPhone, or uh, the iPad. So I encourage you, download the app and see what's going on at KKLA. There's always something going on here at the, at the, uh, at the KKLA app. Uh, uh, you, can get, you can get updates at uh, events. In fact, we were at the uh, men's gathering today. Uh, over at Cottonwood, uh, Bayless Connolly's church, Pastor Jack Graham uh, was there, and Daryl Strawberry, and uh, Victor Marks from Iraq, and it was an awesome, uh, awesome uh, event today. But you'll find out through notifications through the KKLA app, and when you listen to KKLA, so download the free app and get involved with what's going on here at KKLA. We're going to go to our next phone call. Uh, if you'd like to call in tonight, the number is one eight eight eight. 
995-5552 for your prayer requests, Bible questions, questions on doctrine, theology, the cults, the occult, whatever is on your mind tonight, give us a call at 1-888-995-5552. Let's go to our next caller and talk to Elizabeth. Hi, Elizabeth. You're on the air. How can we help you tonight? I wanted to ask about the Ark of the Covenant. Uh-huh. Do we know where, does anybody know where it is or where do we think it is? Well, nobody knows where it is. The The Ark of the Covenant uh, disappeared. It just suddenly disappeared uh, during one of the invasions of, of, of Jerusalem. And nobody's exactly sure uh, when it disappeared, but uh, it's thought that the priests uh, hid it somewhere. Uh, some people think it's uh, under the old ruins of the temple somewhere in a hidden uh, tunnel, uh, but they can't. Uh, excavate that area because that area is now uh, uh, occupied by the Dome of the Rock. Uh, it's a Muslim mosque now, so they're not sure. Uh, some other people think that it was carried away into northern uh, Africa somewhere, or who knows where. It could have been taken away into into uh, ancient Babylon or ancient Assyria. Not, not, not too sure about that. Uh, but nobody knows where the Ark of the Covenant is. It's it just disappeared. Uh, so uh, you know that that would be the find of the century, really, uh, to to find the Ark of the Covenant. But nobody has found it. It's it's just it's just gone. And there's no there's no record uh, that I know of to say when it disappeared or, or or who took it or or where it went. It's a it's one of those mysteries of the Bible, or mysteries of of, of Judaism. And in it was, well, it was the tablets and, in, Aaron's, and Aaron's staff? Yeah, in the, in the Ark of the Covenant was the broken tablets of the Ten Commandments that God gave Moses. It was the staff that budded, you know, Aaron's staff. And there was also a jar of, uh, of, of manna uh, that uh, the Lord had sent to feed uh, the Israelites while they were in the wilderness. Uh-huh. And it's interesting that uh, all three of these items were items of man's disobedience to God. You know, uh, man has broken the Ten Commandments. Yeah. Uh, man rejected Aaron, uh, God's provided you know, priest, and man rebelled against the manna that, uh, that God sent from heaven. It was all, these are all symbols of man's disobedience to God. Mm. But, you know, those, and those, those things were placed in the ark of the covenant, but the angels and the angels were on top, and uh, I forget the one was justice and one was mercy. I'm not sure, but you know God sees us, you know, <clears throat> not through not through 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 justice and punishment, but through the grace and the mercy of Jesus Christ. Oh. You know, so when when Christ poured out His blood on the 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 the, 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 mercy, the, the, the judgment seat became the mercy seat. And that's significant with the ark. The ark, uh, while it signifies man's disobedience, it also signifies the grace and the mercy that comes through Jesus Christ. Yes. Thank you. All right, Elizabeth, thank you. Thanks for the call. God bless. Bye. Let's go to our next caller, and we're going to talk to Jeremiah. Hi, Jeremiah. You're on the air. How can we help you hey, tonight? Hey, Sammy. How are you doing tonight? Doing okay. Doing not too bad. God How's- bless you. Hey, how's your surgery? How been doing it? I haven't done the good? surgery yet. I'm doing the surgery on the 23rd. So uh, keep on me the 23rd. In, yeah, so keep me in prayer. How 
How can we pray for you tonight, Jeremiah? Yes, I need a little. Yes, I need a prayer for me to get an apartment, and for my cousin Debbie because you know she passed uh-huh. away. She died like a couple weeks ago. Right. We want to pray for the family. Yes. So pray mother- for the family. So Lord, we thank yes. you. We thank you and we praise you, Lord. We pray for Debbie's family, Lord. We pray, Lord, that that this family would be comforted, that you would give them the peace, Mukodel. Bring them so close to you, Lord, that they, they would feel the, the grace, the mercy, the comfort, and the peace that only comes through the presence of your Holy Spirit. So, Lord, wherever they are, I just pray, Lord, that you would be with them, that you would comfort them, that you would give them all that they desire, Lord, that you would be with them, Lord, as they go through this time of mourning, as they go through this time of loss, Lord, that they would find you even more. Lord, that you would be their comforter, their peace, and all that they need, that you would be all their all-sufficient need, Lord, that you would supply for all, everything. And I pray for Jeremiah, Lord, that he would find a place, that he would find an apartment, that he would find a house, that you would provide, Lord, for his needs according to your riches and glory in Christ Jesus, that all things would work together for good, Lord. Lord, work these things together for good, though it takes so long, Lord. Lord, we, we, I pray for patience, Lord, for Jeremiah. I just pray, Lord, for a steadfast spirit, Lord, that he would seek you and desire you in all your desire and all your will, Father. So I just pray, Lord, that blessing upon Jeremiah, Lord, that you would provide the place that you've appointed for him, Lord, and that he would be able to get, get, get where he's going, Lord, to, to get where you desire him to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, Thank Jeremiah. You. God bless God you, man. God bless you, Sammy, and God bless you. And, oh, and how soft does grandson with the cancer? <clears throat> I talked to him to many last week. He's doing well and getting ready Thank to, you, to do chemotherapy. So keep him in prayer. Okay, well, I'll pray for you. I always pray for you, Pastor. Thank you, Jeremiah. God bless, God bless you. you. Let's go to our next caller. And if you want to call in tonight, if you have a prayer request, something you want to bring before the Lord, if you have a, a question you want to ask about the Bible, about Christianity, call in. The number is 1-888-995-5552. That's 1-888-995-5552. Let's go to our next caller, and we're going to talk to Eartha. Hi, Eartha. You're on the air. How can we help you tonight? I am on the air. Yes, you are. I just thank you so much because you're really a great man of God, and I just have the faith, and I know your prayers, it makes me feel very good. It's not the first time I call, but I'm going through a lot right now. Uh-huh. And I'm, I'm right now on hostile territory. I'm going through a lot, the neighbors, and, and I just wanted to pray for me and also to pray for my son to get a job. He's been graduated and got a degree and can't seem to get a job in his profession, mm-hmm. you know. And it's just so much going on in this day and time. But I'm not going to give up no matter what, but I trust and I pray, and I know you help me pray with two or three together, and his name is to bless and do good. And I just want you to pray for me tonight, please. Amen. Let's pray. Thank you. Father, we thank you, Lord, that you're a God that we can come to in every circumstance, in any situation. So I pray for earth, the Lord. And whatever she's going through, Lord, whatever circumstance and situation, you know what you desire to do because you have a will and a purpose for her life. Mm-hmm. And your will and your purpose is to bless her, Lord. Lord, that she would know and experience the power, the touch, the presence of an awesome and mighty God. Lord, I just pray, Lord, whatever she's going through, Lord, that you would be the answer 
to her circumstance, that you would be the answer to her situation, that, 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 that there, there would be nowhere else, Lord, that our help comes from but from you. We look up to the hills where our help comes from. Our help comes from the Lord. We don't, seek from the, we don't seek it in the world. We don't seek it in material things. We don't seek it from other people. We seek our help from you. Lord, though you use people and you use material things, Lord, we ask, Lord, that you would use every purpose, every plan, everything that's at your disposal, Lord, to bless Eartha in her situation. And I pray for her son, Lord. Lord, that as he seeks a career, as he seeks a job, Lord, that you would that you would lead him, Lord, that you would give him favor with his potential employers, Lord, and that you would direct him, Lord, to the place where he can accomplish and that he can thrive and where he can prosper, Lord, according to your will, according to your purpose for his life. Lord, I pray that you would use him, Lord. Lord, if he's a believer, that you would use him in his workplace, Lord, to be an example of what it means to be a Christian. And if he's not a believer, Lord, that you would touch his heart, that you would touch his soul, Lord, that you would bring him to a saving knowledge and a saving relationship with Jesus Christ, with yourself, Lord. So I just pray your blessing upon earth. I pray your blessing upon her son. I pray, Lord, that your perfect will be accomplished in their lives. And we pray in the precious name of Jesus. Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless you, Ertha. Thanks for calling. Yes, sir. God bless. And if you'd like to call in tonight, we've got some lines open, so call in the numbers 1-888-995-5552. That's 1-888-995-5552 for the live on-air calls. If you have a prayer request, if you have a Bible question, if you have a testimony, something you want to share with us, how the Lord blessed you this week, this month, how he answered your prayers, we just want you to, to, to encourage the rest of the believers, encourage the listeners that if God answered your prayers, he's out there, he's, he's in our presence, he's, he's with us, and he hears our prayers. So call in tonight with your praise reports. The number is 1-888-995-5552. Our next caller is Jay. So let's talk to Jay. How are you doing, Jay? What can we do? I'm fine. How are you, Pastor? Good. How can we help you tonight? Well, I just want to say I went to the event today, and it was great. Oh, awesome. I was. I, I thank you for saying that. I was going to encourage people, guys, to call in. and What, what, what stood out to you, Jay, about the event today? What did you um, really enjoy? As Tony the Tiger would say, it was great. <laughs> it, was, it was. It was. It was. Uh, I thought I thought uh, Michael Francis Francis was just uh, an awesome speaker tonight. You were, you were there. You were there too. Yeah, I was there. I oh, was there, wow. Wow. and I thought uh, his uh, uh, his recollections on the mob and his dad and uh, yeah, you know. So and, and and he asked us to pray for his dad. His dad's not a believer. His dad's name is Sonny. So keep his dad in prayer. He's a hundred years old. Hundred years old. Hundred years old. Just oh, got out of jail goodness. two months ago. Uh, and I was just blown away by Victor Marx, the work the work that he's doing in Iraq, yeah, and the orphanage that he's putting up. And I thought the video that he had with the little girl that he that that, that he went and rescued from that amazing. It was just amazing. It was just amazing, you know. And uh, it's uh, and and uh, you know, the whole thing was very good. And uh, and Daryl Strawberry was amazing too when he talked. Oh about. yeah. And Pastor Jack Graham, love Pastor Jack Graham, Turning Point Ministries. He uh, he not only overcame cancer. I think his father was killed years ago. Or something uh, like that they said or something he, he lost his father years ago or something i don't know yeah, would, i'm not sure about that but he he did he did share with us that he had uh he's a, a cancer survivor yeah and how much he he thanks the lord for for getting him through that um mm-hmm. but you know these events are great and i know uh frank sontag has such a heart for 
for the men of today, that the, the, that the Lord would raise up uh, men to, to stand up for the truth, to stand up for, for, for God, to get, to get real and transparent and really just stand up and be men of God. You know, and uh, I know he's got a heart for, 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 for men. And, then, and you know, the, the, the core issue here is that if more Christian men would stand up for the Lord and just make ourselves available to God, you know, where too many men are being uh, uh, tricked by the enemy to, to to live in isolation and think, you know, I can't, I can't do that. I can't be that. But what can't you be through the power of the Holy Spirit? What well, can't you, know, you do through the power of the Holy Spirit? You know, oh, I'm not qualified. I'm not. I, I don't have a, a degree, or I've never been to seminary. Well, you know, neither were the apostles. And I always tell people, you know, God doesn't choose the qualified. God qualifies the chosen. You know, you're called, you're chosen. Stand up, be a man, be a dad, be a husband, and, and fulfill the will of God in your you life. Know, you know, it's, it's, I, was, I was thinking of praying but I, this time, but I thought but I, my, more or less I was going to stick on what you were saying there because, um, you know, our society has never been perfect. It's had its flaws, but I do think we made progress in the past and social progress and things. But I think that we have lost... There's a lot of things that have been lost in our culture, in our society, and mm-hmm. uh, I think there's been a loss of manners. I think that uh, the technology has, uh, we don't use it properly, and I think that people um, are, get caught up and they, they can't be in solitude. They have to have constant noise. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of parents and grandparents have raised up children and exposed them to too much noise, and it causes all kinds of you know uh, growth problems when they're growing up with attention deficit problems. People, you know, you know, ride on the street their bicycles and their cars and their skateboards or whatever it is, and they're caught on their cell phones. And uh, we have a pop culture that we're used to have artists that go in the studio and record, or you'd have people on the sets doing television and movies and do mm-hmm. their best work. And you could see an old school attitude, you know, with with the, especially with some of those who I've who I've met are old school actors that are you know been believers that some are still alive, some have passed away. And you can see that there's a complete loss of of of, of these standards, and mm-hmm. uh, I think a lot of the you know the millennial generation and the generation Xers picked up a lot from my generation. That's bad. The boomers and even our elders have become complacent. Where they um, somebody said to me, um, oh, the millennial we're talking about the millennial generation. I said, well, you have to understand something. The millennial generation is 18 to 35. The oldest of them and the middle ones, uh, the ones in their 20s and 30s, have been raised up by boomers, and they're parents are pre-boomers right. and i said our two generations have dropped the ball we've we got complacent and comfortable we haven't taught them anything and then you wonder why we have a cynical jaded society where people have this attitude well whatever that's the way it is and i said that's not the way uh, we're supposed to live right and then these people are confused they have no faith and so we and you know i don't put my faith in the world i put it in christ but i do think that uh but I do think that uh, there's been a loss of hope and optimism, and I think it's reflected in our yeah. culture and the just the, the negative, dark stuff that we that we see in the entertainment. And uh, people, um, uh, you know, people don't stand for anything. I, you know, I, I look forward to the uh, the rapture eventually, and uh, and and Christ's second coming. In the meantime, I'm willing to do what He asks me to do. Right. Um, but I think that people. Um, you know, I I think people uh, there there's been a you know there's been a loss of an attitude even in the church, mm-hmm. 
And uh, I think that a lot of people have become very cold in the churches, too. You go in there, and there's a lack of warmth, and and uh, people don't want to talk about certain things because they're afraid they're going to offend people. It's just, it's like a, it's weird. It's like yeah, a complete I breakdown mean, of everything. Yeah, I mean, I know churches <clears throat> that refuse to talk about sin. Now, if you can't talk about sin, how can you, how can you, uh, how can you extend the invitation to salvation? Because if there's no sin, then you don't need salvation. You know, there's a lot of pastors. I, I know one pastor who says, I won't talk about sin from my pulpit. There's enough churches out there that are talking about sin. I'm not going to talk about sin, you know. But how can you extend Christ's message? His message was repent. Right? Part of the study that, that I did last night was about the, the apostles, how they went out and preached repentance. What are we, what are we repenting from? We're repenting from our disobedience. We're repenting from, yeah. from sin. But I like what Frank was saying today, uh, that before you leave this place, I'm hoping you'll say two words. I will. You know, I will stand up for the Lord. I will stand up for my belief in Christ. I will stand up and be the father he created me to be. I will stand up and love my wife and be the husband that God has called me to be. So many men have have reneged on their responsibilities. We've, we've gone well, back on our—we we, we don't realize— who God created us to be as men, men of well, God. You, you know, you know what you're saying is true, and I think the problem in our culture is that Dr. Benjamin Spock, before he died, he'd been a Christian, and he came back to it, but he acknowledged that he and others in the 60s rebelled against everything, and what happened is, is they, they, they brought about this really bad attitude of, you know, you can have freedom without any kind of responsibility. Well, you have to have boundaries in life and self-control. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm a flawed person, and I don't go around finger pointing and judging other people i know i have my issues but i i don't you know but i still you know every day uh, ask him to forgive me and when i stumble and fall he's not looking to beat us over with a two by four you know like guilt trips he just wants us to acknowledge him and acknowledge that we're you know that we mar- fall short of the mark but uh he knows that we're you know we put our faith in him we're, we're trying uh you know we were improving um but i do think that there there has been a loss of 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 not only in manners but a loss of 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 um, of, of community. Uh, I think people are isolated. I think uh, they they become this way, and they let them. They allow life is beating them down, and they become cynical and jaded. I cynicism and jadedness really are, I find irritating because people become very soured, and then they they isolate themselves. And uh, within one generation, some of the values and some of the social graces that we had can just disappear in, the, in one fell swoop. And if you know, if you look at people, you know, um, I mean, I see people and they're just rude a lot of times. They don't watch where they're going. And you go back like 50 years ago, say 1967 or 60 years ago, 1957, if people are old enough to remember whatever, and you, or you can see this in some TV shows or movies or hear it in music, you can see there was clearly a different attitude. Then, not that our society was perfect, but people that did have no, it was just it was just different. And what you're saying is very true. But you know, we can expect that from the world. We can expect that from a fallen world, from a flawed world. But it's it's the Christian community, the Christian community of men that 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 we're trying to reach out to. And 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 call them men, calling men to arms, calling men to stand up, Christian men, yeah. to to make a difference. Because how is the world going to change if we don't change first? And we're we're looking at Christian men to to stand up and and say two words: I will, I will surrender to Christ. I will come out of isolation 
and, and where I am, where I'm at, into the light, and just stop. And you know, Jack Graham said it today: stop playing church, stop acting the the part, and start living the part. You know, well, he he said that he said that the generation had dropped the ball. And here's the other thing too, and I'll, I I won't keep you, but here's the other thing too is is that I think that adults. A, you know, a generation ago, men and women were much more mature. Mm-hmm. They had more maturity. Uh, they carry themselves with grace and, and class. You, you look at the, uh, the the people, what you're talking about, you look at, for example, when they had that women's march in Washington in, in January, there was Madonna. Oh, my goodness. Blowing up the White House and cussing. Yeah. And, I, and I'm watching some of Dick Cavett's shows, and I'm watching Shirley Temple when she was a Diplomat mm-hmm. and Diane Carroll and Julie, yep. uh, Julie Newmar and others, and none of those women act, yeah. ever talked like that. Yeah, the uh, you know we've been desensitized. Oh, to it's awful. It yeah, really is. Yeah, we've been we've we've learned to accept so much crudeness and 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 just ugly. I'll just say ugly talk and 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 ugly just the way the way people act we've just been we've just learned to accept it and we shouldn't we should stand up for god's standards god's morals right. his statutes and his uh, ordinances you know we need to stand up and and who's going to do it the world's not going to do it we need to do it christian men need to stand up and say you know i will be the man that god called me to be you know well, i don't have cuz i don't women, have to do women, it on my own and women should too, as well. I yeah. think you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I can speak for myself. You can speak for yourself. You know, let's let's stand up. Let, let's take away from from the meeting today that we had, and let's have more meetings. Let's have more call to arms. You know, uh, I know uh, that that Frank uh, does this every six months. He mm-hmm. does usually two a year, and there's a meeting uh, once a month that we do in Pasadena with Frank Sontag. We we have a men's gathering every mm-hmm. uh, every month, and we're hoping to continue it and and increase it. So I would encourage men. You know, if you're if you're in a church. Get something started in your church. Get a men's group started in your church where men can come yes. together and talk about their struggles. Because, you know, we're not going to get through our struggles unless we talk about them and bring them into the light and just start seeking the Lord. Well, listen. Hey, thank you. Thank you, Jay. Thanks for your for your call, and thanks for, yeah. for bringing up the men's gathering. And it, yes. It's great talking to you. You too. Great talking to you. Thank, thank you, you, Pastor. Bye. We'll talk again. You bet. Bye-bye. Thank you. Let's go back to the phones, and let's talk to Robert. Hi, Robert. You're on the air. How can we help you tonight? Oh, hi, Sammy. Um, it's been about six months since I called you. Um, yeah, we used to pray for my stepdaughter, Hope. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, so I have two prayer requests. Um, that we continue to pray for her healing. hmm And also, I need, like, to, um, like, get into the Word more and... Mm. I like to better my relationship. Um, one thing that's been keeping me from getting into the Lord, um, it's not really sin, it's um and I'm I'm on the internet, you know, you know, telling people the gospel and mm-hmm. you know, so it gets out to the whole world. I mean I enjoy doing that but it's I need to kind of limit that so I can you know, read the Bible more. So right. um, well, let's... I wanna pray for that and also I wanna pray that that the message will get out to the whole world and that they will accept Jesus and, and get saved. And that Amen. would be a wonderful thing. Amen. Well, Father, we come before you. And Robert and I, Lord, we stand in the gap for hope. And all the listeners now, Lord, as we continue to pray for hope, Lord, we just ask your blessing, your healing. 
Lord, that you would touch her again, Lord, and that you would do your, your, your miraculous work in her life, Father, that there would be a tremendous and awesome working of the Holy Spirit in her life, Lord, that you would do all that you desire to do, Lord. You came to heal our, 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 our infirmities, our sicknesses, Lord. Lord, I, I, we, we talked so much about you going from town to town and village to village, Lord, and how you were healing the sick and casting out demons and raising from the dead. Lord, I know, Lord, that you are able to do beyond what we ask, but, Lord, we ask for healing. We ask, Lord, for hope. We stand in the gap for hope, and we just bring her to you, Lord, in, in spirit, and ask, Lord, for your blessing, your healing, your power in her life. And I pray for Robert, Lord, that as he desires your word, Lord, that he would consume your word, that he would, uh, uh, that your word would penetrate his heart and his mind and his soul, Lord, Lord, that he would spend the time, Lord, in your word, studying your word, and that you would reveal your word, Lord, to, to him through the power of your Holy Spirit, that you would just open his eyes, open his ears, open his heart, Lord, to receive the true word of God, Lord, that you would breathe upon him, Lord. Your, your, the spirit of your word, the meaning of your word, the revelation of your word, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you very much. God bless you, Robert. Prayer. Thank you for calling in tonight. God bless you. Let's go to our next caller and talk to Wando. Hi, Wando. You're on the air. Hi, Sam. Hi. How can we help hey, you? I was listening to your message tonight, and uh-huh. I've been struggling. I heard about a friend of mine today. I was considering going to another church, uh-huh. and you you mentioned Frank Santag, and I will stand up for God. And how do I tell a person that it's not a good church without knowing all the facts about it, it, the Jesus Home Church? You know what I mean? Well, you got to get informed. Uh, you have to. I mean, you know that United Pentecostal or that the Jesus Only Church is a cult. You know that. But you don't know why they're a cult. Well, right. you need to, to, to be able to give him an informed opinion. You need to be able to know uh, that the Jesus onlys, they're, they're called Jesus only for a reason, because they practice baptism in the name of Jesus only. They say if you get baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, you're not saved. So you need to get informed. And, you know, there's a great book called uh, United... Uh, it's by Gregory Boyd. Uh, I think it's called United Pentecostalism and the Trinity or something like that. But he is, that book is considered uh, the book to go to when you want information about the United Pentecostal Church. Or just look up the United Pentecostal Church on the internet and get some information. But the only way, you know, you can talk to somebody about not attending a church or, or telling them that they're a cult is being informed. You have to have okay. an informed opinion and be able to, to right. you be able to contrast the, the the wrong doctrine with the right doctrine. You have, you have to be able to tell them, hey, they go against the Bible. They go against, they don't believe in the Trinity. And the Bible teaches us that God is a Trinity, that there's one God uh, revealed in, in three persons, and these three persons are eternally distinct. There's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Well, they don't believe in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. They believe that uh, that, 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 that that the one God changes. God doesn't change. Right. You know how does right. how does the Father change himself into the Son, and then the Son changes himself into the Holy Spirit? You know that doesn't happen. It doesn't. The Bible doesn't teach us that. Well, we need to be able to show people 
how what the Bible does teach about God, what the Bible does teach about about the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, about the Trinity, and how the United Pentecostal Church uh, deviates from that. They don't believe in the Trinity. They're they're we're we're Trinitarians. They're modalists. I mean, you can if you you need, to, you need to be able to define those terms. We're Trinitarians. We believe in the Trinity. Uh, they're modalists because they believe that one God changes into different modes. Uh, in the Old Testament, he's the Father. In the New Testament, he changes his mode, and now he's the Son. And now in today the church age, again he changes his mode, and now he's the Holy Spirit. So how can you believe in a God who changes? The Bible tells us that Jesus Christ doesn't change. In Hebrews it tells us that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is unchangeable, unchangeable. Amen. So I would All encourage right, you to, to 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 look up the United Pentecostal Church, uh, read about it, and then be able to give your friend an informed opinion. Okay. okay thanks. God bless. Thanks for calling. Bye. And if you'd like to call in tonight, you're able to reach us at one eight 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 nine nine five 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 two. It's one eight 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 nine nine five 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 two. Well, like I was saying, we do a Bible study uh, on Friday nights, and uh, you know we, we have time uh, to study the Word and to just seek God's Word. And we want to take a few minutes to 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 look up in, to look in, in Mark chapter six. And there's a few points that, that I wanted to, to get to tonight. You know, in Mark chapter six, the beginning of the chapter says Jesus went out from from there where he was into his hometown. So Jesus comes into his hometown of Nazareth. And his disciples came with him. His disciples followed him. And now the Sabbath comes along, and he starts teaching. It says he began teaching in the synagogue. And there were many listeners who were astonished, saying, Where did this man get these things? And what is this wisdom given to him? Now it looks like things are going well, huh? People are astonished at his wisdom. People are astonished at his his abilities. He says, such miracles as these performed by his hands. They recognize that Jesus has wisdom. They recognize that he's doing miracles. Then it says, is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, and the brother of James and Joseph and, 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 and Judas and Simon, and are not his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. They took offense. Jesus walks into his hometown of Nazareth. He walks into the the synagogue on the Sabbath and begins teaching. And they're astonished at his teaching. They, They admit that he has great wisdom. But yet they took offense at him. Why did they take offense at Jesus? They took offense at him because they didn't think much of him. Even though he had this, 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 this great wisdom, even though he was performing these astonishing miracles, they took offense at him because he grew up in Nazareth. They knew him. They said, is this not the carpenter? It's like they're degrading him. He's a nobody. He's a nothing. He's a, he's a laborer. He's a carpenter. He's no great rabbi he never went to to rabbi school rabbinical school he he's not uh, learned in the in the in 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 the in the torah but yet they admit he has great wisdom where did he get these things and what is this wisdom given to him and such miracles as these performed by his hand they admitted he was doing a great work they admitted that he had great wisdom but they refused they couldn't get past the fact 
that they knew him as a carpenter. And he, they also mentioned the son of Mary. You know, they, they were probably gossips. And they probably had the, they, they knew about the story of, of Mary, but they didn't know the truth about Mary. They thought that Jesus was probably the illegitimate son of Mary. They were gossips. And they were prejudiced because they knew him. You know, and Jesus, knowing what they, knowing what they were thinking, knowing what they were, knowing what they were saying, he said to them, a prophet is not without honor except in his hometown and among his own relatives and in his own household. And he could do no miracles there except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. And he wondered at their unbelief. And it says and he was going around the villages and teaching. You know, a few other things that we see in the scripture is that Jesus didn't do any miracles. He didn't do many miracles in Nazareth. You know, in the previous chapters, he was going from town to town, city to city, village to village, and they were bringing their, their sick to him and laying them at his feet and asking for, for him to, and he was healing the sick and, and casting out demons. And the, in, the, in the previous chapter, we see the woman who, who just touched the hem of his garment and was healed from a 12-year issue of blood. He was performing miracles all over the place. He was hundreds, thousands of, of, of people were coming to him. You know, in the previous chapter, uh, or, or I'm sorry, in this chapter, we see Jesus feeding five, there were over 5,000 men that came out to see him. It says they were coming from all over, towns and villages, because they were bringing their sick and they were seeking Jesus for healing. They were seeking Jesus for the word. But yet in his own hometown in Nazareth, he, could do, he couldn't do many miracles because of their unbelief. They were refusing to believe in him. They refused to believe in Jesus. They rejected Jesus. You know, Jesus is all-powerful. He has all authority, but yet he couldn't do many healings. He couldn't do more than heal a few sick people. Why? Why couldn't he? It's not that he couldn't. He didn't. He didn't because of their unbelief. He did it because of the, he, did, he he didn't mark miracles in their in their presence because of their unbelief and their refusal to receive him to accept him. They rejected Jesus Christ. It says he wondered at their unbelief. He could do no miracles there except that he laid his hands on a few sick people. Those few sick people who came to him, who were seeking him, who were desiring him, they got healed. Because Jesus does not does not reject anyone who comes to him. Anyone who comes to him and seeks him, he will receive them. He didn't receive these because they have their unbelief, their refusal to believe in Jesus. You know, Mark goes on and he talks about sending out the twelve. He sent out the twelve, two by two, and he told them, he told them, Don't take anything with you. It says he summoned the twelve and began to send them out in pairs and gave them authority over unclean spirits and he instructed them that they should not take anything for their journey except a staff, no bread, no bag, no money. But he said only to wear sandals. And he said do not put on two, don't take anything extra. Don't put on two tunics. Don't take anything extra. The only things Jesus tells the disciples to take for their journey is a staff and a sandal. Make sure you have a staff and make sure you have sandals. He told them to only take the bare necessities, a staff for protection, 
and sandals for the long walks. Everything else, God would provide. God would provide. He's teaching the disciples to trust, to rely on, to depend on the provision that comes from God. And God chooses to, 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 to bless them. God chooses to, 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 to provide for what they need. He said to them, wherever you enter a house, stay there until you leave town. And I like the way it says in the Living Bible, he says, stay at one house in each village. Don't shift around from house to house while you're there. He tells them this so that people will know where they're at, so people can find them. So people can find them when they want to bring their sick for healing, when, they, when, when they're looking, when it's time for preaching, people will be able to find them. Stay at one house. Don't shift around. Don't go from house to house. God will provide the place that you need to stay. God will provide the place that, the, for, for you to be at. God will, God will provide for all of your needs. Don't take anything extra. And I think that's what God's trying to teach us through, the, through, the, through, 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 through this, this teaching, that we need to be able to rest in him. We need to be able to depend on his provision. You know, Jesus said, you know, don't look for, don't be worried about what you're going to wear, what you're going to eat, where you're going to live. Seek the kingdom of God first and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. That's the teaching that Jesus is giving us. That's the teaching he's trying to, he's relaying to his disciples. Go, go out and preach. Go out and share the word. Go out and heal the sick. Cast out demons. I give you authority over unclean spirits. But don't take anything for your journey except a staff and your sandals. Don't take any bread. Don't take a bag of money. Don't, 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 take, any, don't take anything extra. To, don't take the second tunic. Take what you need and allow God to provide for all of the rest. And he says, in any place that does not receive you or listen to you, as you go out from there, shake the dust off your souls. Shake the dust off the soles of your feet for a testimony against him. This was a symbol against the place and the people who rejected Jesus Christ, who rejected the message. They rejected the message. Shake the dust off your feet. You know, you, you're not responsible. You're not responsible anymore. You did all that you could do. You sent them, you, get, you went to them, and you preached the message of Jesus in the 12th. The 12th verse says, they went out and preached that men should repent. They preached the word. They shared the message. They sowed the seeds of the word of God. And to those who receive, that seed planted would have a crop of 30, 60, and sometimes 100. But if it fell on poor soil, thorny soil, rocky soil by the road, that seed would not have the effect that God intended. And he said, shake the dust off your feet. You went out there, you preached the word, you're not responsible anymore. But they did go out and preach the, the, the message. You know, this is the message of Jesus Christ, that all men should repent. This is the good news, that there is salvation through Jesus Christ. That we all should repent and turn to Jesus for forgiveness. Never change that message, my friend. There are a lot of people out there. There are a lot of pastors out there. There are a lot of churches out there that have changed the message of the Bible. They've changed the word of God. It's not the message of we need to turn from our sins and turn to God. It's not that we need to, to repent and, 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 and change the way we live. It's don't worry. 
God loves you just the way you are. Well, yes, God loves you just the way you are, but he loves you too much to leave you like that. God has called us to change. God has called us to be born again. God has called us to, to, to repent from our sins and turn to God. Don't ever change that message. It says they went out and they preached that men should repent, and that's the message we should be preaching. That's the message of salvation. There is salvation, but that salvation is received through Jesus Christ. Yes, there, the, God loves us. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. And there is grace. We are saved by grace through faith, and this not of ourselves. It is the free gift of God. Yes, there is love and there is grace, but that love and that grace is received when we turn from sin and return to God. He's calling us to return to him. We're all prodigals. We're all, we've all wasted our lives in living a sinful life against God, rebelling against God. You know, the caller earlier asked about the Ark of God, uh, the Ark of the Covenant. And I was sharing with her how those three things, the, the broken tablets of the Ten Commandments, the budded staff of Aaron, and the manna, all represent man's disobedience to God, man's rejection of God. Don't let that be the symbol of your life. Reject the disobedience. Repent from our sins. And let's turn to God. Yes, let's stand up and be men of God. Stand up and be a woman of God. Say, I will. It's just those two words. Jesus is asking, will you? And our reply should be, I will. I will surrender to you, Lord. I will turn my life over to you. I will stand up and be a man, to be a man of God. Stand up and be the woman that God created you to be. We need to be the fathers to our sons and daughters, the mothers, the nurturers. He's called us. Will you receive the calling? Will you respond to the calling? It says they went out and preached that men should repent. I encourage you, repent and seek the Lord. Turn to him. Turn away from the world. Turn away from sin and disobedience. And let's start serving the Lord. As men, as women of God, he's called us. Let's be the light. Let's be the salt. Let's be the example to our children and to the world. Well, as you can hear the the, 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 the music in the background, we're, we're all out of time. And the time goes so fast. Don't forget about... Friday nights will be in Arcadia this Friday, worshiping and seeking the Lord and just and just going through His Word and seeking the Holy Spirit. And then next week, I hope you'll join me again right here at the Gypsy Christian Hour at 12 midnight every Saturday night. God bless you and good night. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.